Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast, part three of our Q&A, answering your questions from earlier today. We had part one that dropped earlier this morning, part two we dropped a couple of hours ago. We spoke about the Gold Coast Titans for next year. We discussed whether the blowout is back after a crazy weekend of Rugby League. What does Parramatta need to do to give themselves a chance to win a premiership this year? Heap of other topics covered there as well, so make sure you go and listen to part two there if you'd like to have a listen to that. Uh, we also spoke about James Tarmo and how he's in a bit of curry, obviously. I gave my honest opinion there. Uh, by this point, I probably would have spoken to Denon on Bloke in a Bar, so I'm keen to see how potentially my opinions have changed or whatever on that. Very keen to hear it from a player's perspective. Uh, but we're going to get into the rest of the questions on here. There's about eight or so questions here, so we'll dive into those now. First one comes from A. Francis1323. Says, Bennett to make huge play on the trail and Cody. Loves taking players he's coached in the past. Thoughts? Completely agree with you, mate. I think there will be guys that he will target uh, that he has coached in the past. Obviously, Cam Munster's a name that's been floated around. He's coached Cam Munster in the Origin Arena and had success with him. I think Cody Walker, I think he'll stay at South Sydney, to be honest with you, though, as will Latrell. I think. I think both of those guys will finish. Well, I think Cody Walker will finish his career at South Sydney, and I think Latrell will play the vast majority of the rest of his career at South Sydney. Um, it's hard to say forever, but I think he probably will. But a guy that I think that Wayne Bennett will target uh, from a previous club will be Benny Hunt. I think he'll go pretty hard in the paint at Ben Hunt. Um, I haven't heard anything about Ben Hunt re-signing. There's been rumors around at the Dragons, but I think if the opportunity presented itself for him to be able to go home to Queensland, I think it would take it in a heartbeat to be able to work with Wayne Bennett once again and to work with Milford, who he had a lot of success with at the Broncos. Uh, I definitely would be something he'd be very keen on. So we'll see how it plays out. If it was to happen for next season, which I think is probably unlikely, I do see it 
being a potential for Ben Hunt to move to the Dolphins in their inaugural year and be the starting halfback. And I think the way it could happen is that the Dragons could give him an early release to go up there, which would mean the Dragons would need a halfback. I believe they would turn to former local junior Jackson Hastings. Wouldn't surprise me if that is how it plays out. Hasn't really been too many people talking about it outside of myself, but I reckon there is serious potential for it to happen, if not this year, potentially next year, because I'm hearing that Cameron Munster probably won't end up at the Dolphins now, as crazy as that sounds. I thought it was close to a sure thing. I think he'll end up at a Sydney club that you all probably won't like the sound of. But We'll talk about that another time, but I definitely think Wayne Bennett will go after guys that he's coached elsewhere. He already has. Branko Lee coached in Origin. Edric Lee coached in Origin. Jared Wallace coached in Origin. Anthony Milford coached at the Broncos previously. Uh, a heap of guys. Cody Nicarima, who he's coached previously. There's so many guys there that have experience with Wayne, and most of the guys, if they don't have experience with Wayne, they've got to have experience with Peter O'Sullivan, whether it be Sean O'Sullivan, a little bit of experience with Peter, Matt Lodge, uh, Ewan Aitken, a heap of guys that they've gone after to the point point where the Warriors wouldn't even let Reese Walsh sign with the Dolphins because of the situation with Peter O'Sullivan. So I think the Broncos, that's sort of been their signing plan at the moment. Even the Kiwi fellas, I think Jesse Bromwich and Kenny Bromwich, I believe Wayne had a bit to do with them when working for the Kiwis as well. Um, and this is where if he doesn't get Ben Hunt, another one could be Jackson Hastings, who he's obviously coached when playing for England. Uh, so plenty of options there, plenty of water to go under this bridge still. I think it'll be interesting, but I do think Bennett makes a couple of plays at former players players of his, no doubt about that. We've seen him do it at previous clubs, bringing Darius Boyd around, bringing Bo Scott, Alex McKinnon, these sort of guys around. It's happened a heap of times in the past with Wayne, so stay tuned for that. Mark Nichols is another one. He's already gone and signed from South Sydney, so plenty of options there, plenty of different ways it could go on. We saw Benji float around the NRL, essentially playing for the West Tigers and teams coached by Wayne Bennett. Uh, Alex KC, what are some oh, some NRL? Why are some NRL clubs so poorly managed? E.g., the Dragons, youngsters, and bad signings. Hard for me to say, mate. It all starts in the front office, which I don't have as much of a great understanding as what I would like. I know from talking to a couple of CEOs on the podcast over the years. Spoke to Bernie Gurr one day, and it was one of the most interesting rugby league chats. I've ever had. Bernie's obviously a former player who was the CEO of the Roosters during their real glory period, sort of mid-90s to mid-2000s. So he was there when they went to four grand finals in five years or whatever it was. And a lot of it's really above my head, to be honest with you, mate. But I think you can see... A lot of the clubs that we would probably describe as being poorly managed, there's always issues around the board. Some clubs manage to survive these sort of issues and just thrive during a bit of chaos at board level, like the Manly Seagulls. There's quite often a bit of shit going on there. They seem to have a new CEO every two years. Uh, but like you look at the Tigers and the Dragons, just been a shit fight for a very long time, and there always just seems to be background noise there, which is never a, never a good thing. They always say that the boardroom strongly reflects what's happening on the field, and I think with those two clubs, it's been pretty evident for quite some time. But hard for me to say, mate. I'm not behind the doors of those clubs and have a great understanding of what happens day-to-day -day or big decisions, how they get made and whatnot. So a uh, hard one for me to answer, to be honest with you, mate. Uh, Lavishka, thoughts on Gamble to Newcastle? Gamble has been granted permission to talk to them. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I, I think there's a number of clubs that could do with the Tyson Gamble. I don't know if he's a 5'8", to be honest with you. I'm not sure what position he is. I'm not sure if Tyson's too sure either. I think he'd be a great 13, which I don't think Newcastle need with Adam Elliott arriving. But, you know, if they can find a decent halfback, he'd be pretty good to have at 5'8", I guess. I like him. He's a goer. I like to have those sort of guys in my club. You just don't want to build around those guys. You want them to be complement pieces to someone else. Uh, and I think Tyson Gamble's the perfect guy for that. But uh, they need to have that guy to stand next to him and lead them around, which at the moment... 
they don't have. I think they've already got, you know, your equivalents of Tyson Gamble, those, those sort of fellas there that might not be as explosive and whatnot, but you really, you need that guy to lead this team around. I'm not sure if Gamble, well, I know Gamble isn't that fella respectfully to him. So once again, no team is worse for having Tyson Gamble, but I'm not sure if he's the guy the Newcastle Knights need right now. Uh, what players need to or should move clubs for opportunities to be to better their career? I think Sam Verrills is a cracking one. I'm not sure if he's going to better his career at the Gold Coast Titans, but opportunity is opportunity in the NRL. I think he will do very well. Um, there's a heap of guys at Penrith that I think could probably leave, like Taruva. I'm not sure if he's going to get an opportunity over the next few years. Hopefully when Stephen Crichton leaves, he'll get a shot then. But Stephen Crichton's another one. He wants to play fullback. Um, Suwali'i's another one. I mean, if I was him, I'd stay at the Roosters for as long as he possibly can. But if he wants to play fullback, he could have opportunities elsewhere, same as Joey Manu, but then you've got to weigh up opportunity elsewhere or being at one of the best and most successful clubs in the league who have a history of getting the very best out of players regardless of what fucking position they're playing. We mentioned Tanner Boyd earlier. I did a podcast last week on Jaden Beryl, Cronulla Sharks uh, reserve hooker. He's tremendous. He should be playing first grade somewhere. I can't believe I, I, I'm, I'm happy for him that he signed with the Cronulla Sharks. It's, it's fantastic, but... Fuck, I wish, I wish there were some other clubs out there that ha- had a shot at this guy because I'm telling you, he's the best nine not playing first grade at the moment. Um, Chrissy Randall up there at Newcastle, I think he's very solid. On you know, he he could probably be playing first grade as as a decent bench nine somewhere else. Um, mate, there's so many guys in rugby league that are probably too good to, for reserve grade, but just at the club they're out there just isn't the opportunity uh, for them to play. So I'm hoping a lot of them end up at the Dolphins. To be honest with you, I hope we get to see a lot of these sort of fringy guys that come in and do a really good job. Connor Tracy. I mean, he's always going to do a great job for Cronulla, but at full strength, he's probably not in their side. But when you put him in there, he's arguably their best outside back. I'd love to see him go to another club and really cement himself somewhere. So many guys around the league. I could probably name you one from every single club, to be honest with you. It might be an idea for a podcast uh, over the next couple of weeks, mate. If you want to hear that, send me another message and remind me I can get stuck into them. All right, Mitch Grape. Who do you see playing both prelims if you had to predict? So at the moment, I've got a Penrith-Cronulla grand final, so I would probably say Penrith, and I reckon South Sydney going a little bit of a run. And then I'm going to say the Cronulla Sharks, and I'm throwing up the Cowboys or the Roosters, probably one of the two. I think the Melbourne Storm drop out before that. I think Parramatta drop out before that. Is there anyone that I'm missing? I think the Broncos drop out before that. So who's the other team I don't have? Yeah, I'd... Probably the Roost. Yeah, I don't know. I've got the Sharks and the Panthers in the grand final. I think that those teams play either the Cowboys, the Roosters, or the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I sort of think that's how it plays out, mate. Uh, I'd have to get a ladder to actually have a look at it and work out who I actually think is going to finish where and whatnot. But that's just off the dome what it would look like. Um, how many multis did Suali or Manu cost last night? Yeah, uh, in the box I was in, they certainly cost a few. I know a lot, a lot of people on Suali, obviously, is a try scorer in that one. Most people got on two plus. Didn't cross for one, which is what we said on beers and break-evens last week. Just to be aware, because Joey Manu's floating so much, they tend to go out there a lot less. So a lot of people that brought in Suali for that game, he would have been bitterly disappointed. I think he finished on 35 or so, which is a bit of a fucking nightmare for you. Uh, last question. Really interesting. It's not actually footy related. If any, what would be your biggest regret with the podcast? Uh, Interesting question. I'll be honest with you, mate. I don't really have too many regrets because as soon as something isn't working or I I don't like something that's going on, I just change it and I try something new until I find what works. Um, Used to open a heap of footy cards. That didn't work for a while. Then it really took off. People got really into the randomized team. So I've run with that for a long time. 
I get 50 or 60 cents of them to me on the morning of every time I put one of them out. So that's unreal. Um, and I think it's one big thing that people can take a lot of lessons from is that if it's not working, just try something new. If it doesn't work, fuck it, leave it, move on to the next thing. And that's what I'm always doing on this podcast. Copped a lot of shit at the start for having really small episodes, only 10 minutes or so, which um, I can understand, yeah. Some people want long-form content. Some people want short-form content. In my mind, uh, my podcast is like Netflix. You can just scroll through. You can pick and choose what you want to listen to. If you want to listen to me talk about one specific subject, you can listen to that specific podcast, take it in, then move on, listen to... Uh, you know, bloke, hello sport, whatever the hell it is that, that, that you're into and just pick and choose my ones, which ones you want to listen to. They're targeted, they're specific, you know what you're listening to, there's no waffling on, it's just it answers the question that is in the title of that podcast uh, and then we move on. But yeah, mate, as far as biggest regrets, I don't really have any. Sometimes I used to get sucked in and I still do sometimes, I get sucked into worrying about the, the numbers too much, how many people are listening and all that sort of stuff and I get panicked sometimes about it but then it all evens out in the end. So yeah, one regret is probably getting too panicked about numbers and how many people are listening and, you know, how it fluctuates and when it goes up and down. It's all just part of the game and it all just evens out in the end and you just got to be consistent and you'll see your numbers consistently lift as well, which I have. It'll plateau at times, which at the moment it is, to be completely transparent with you guys, uh, but it always finds a way to lift again and I'm sure come finals time uh, we'll be flying again. So, yeah, that will probably be my biggest regret that I waste too much time worrying about numbers and who's listening and all that sort of stuff and comparing myself to other podcasts uh, but I think that's also just part of you know competitive nature that we all have inside us and that I definitely do anyway um, so yeah that'll be my biggest regret mate but as I said I don't have any huge regrets because if something's not working I change it I try something new I throw some shit at the wall I see what sticks if it doesn't I move on I try the next thing uh, it's probably stuff I've done that's stupid and people laugh at but I really couldn't care less you know Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I might just do something or say something stupid or have a podcast that people don't like, but then within two or three days, I've buried it under so much new content that we move on and we continue with it all. So, yeah, no huge regrets, mate, to be honest with you. Um, but, yeah, just keep trying stuff. See what works, what works for your audience. Um, and, yeah, keep the stuff that works. Brush the stuff that doesn't, which I've done to a heap of things over time, or stuff that takes way too much time and effort, which then takes away from my other content pieces. You just got to make those hard decisions sometimes. Uh, guys, cheers for sending in your questions. That will do us for the day. We'll have plenty of content coming from the deep review of Bloke in a Bar for round 23 over the next 24 hours on the Rugby League Guru Podcast.